to be aggressive. Got to be aggressive. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to season one, episode 41 of The Hate Napkin. I'm your co-host, Eric, uh, joining you from uh, Columbia, the armpit of the devil's asshole, South Carolina. We're also joined by a special guest, uh, Carla, from Burnt Corn, Alabama. He forgot my name. No, <laughs> forget your name. You're very important. At least maybe you get if it, I maybe. had it on the sign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to get the hello. My name is true. It's the hate napkin. Uh, that's Carla, our special guest from Burnt Corn, Alabama, where she's the proprietor of the local DQ. I and don't know. Editor... I just manage it. Okay, she's the editor and, and chief in the, in the Grand Blizzard. <laughs> the Grand Blizzard. <laughs> Sounds a little too much like Grand Wizard. It's a little close to home. Hey, and that's all I got. Has it been 20 minutes yet? <laughs> <laughs> nice try. All right, if you, if you want to chime in with things that you hate, just send an email to the Grand Blizzard at info at thehatenapkin.com. As she lights up there, that's info at the hate napkin.com. And actually, Carla, we're going to ask you to reach deep into the annals uh, of hate in the mailbag there and see what you got for us this week. We actually have listeners. I find it hard to believe. Hey, I'm here to cheer you up because I think this is the first time we've ever had a letter where he describes his hate almost in a form of interpretive dance. It's <laughs> Pretty good. Okay. <laughs> I can't. I'm actually, I'm all ears. Okay. Glasses. Sorry. Drum roll. Here we go. Dear Hate Napkin crew, wanted to say thanks for the laughs. I'll bet you guys are way more inappropriate in person. <laughs> I loved that. And he's correct. It's almost like he knows he, us. He has no idea. Anywho. And he wrote, anywho, wanted to share my hate for the week. I have many, but I'll limit it to one that I'll share in a story. This week, my elderly mother had been bugging me to take her grocery shopping. Love you, mom, but it's an event to get you dressed into the car, much less schlubbing you through the market. I begged her to just give me her shopping list, but she assured me she was up to it. After two hours of helping to dress her, find her favorite shoes that had somehow gone missing, going through the cupboards and making her list, we managed to actually get her in the car and off to the market we went. By the time I made it across town to the only grocery she likes, I pulled into a handicapped spot, placed her placard from the rearview mirror, and mom quietly announces, She's had a little accident over there in the passenger seat and won't be accompanying me into the market. Deep sigh. So I get out of the car with her list. I'm almost to the front door and I'm accosted by a strange woman who screams, Sir, you don't look handicapped to me. Oh my God. Startled, I replied, I'm not handicapped. Then why are you parked in the prime handicapped spot in front of the store? It's already been a long morning and now I'm just annoyed. 
Ma'am, maybe because it's none of your business, but if you must know, that's my elderly mother there in the passenger seat. And that's her handicap, handicap placard there in the window, all nice and legal. Good day to you, madam. Don't you walk away from me. You drag your elderly mother to the store so oh. you can get a good parking space. Oh, shit. Oh, it gets better. Oh, shit. Now I'm just pissed off. No way am I going to humiliate my mother by explaining to Handicap Parking Hilda that my mother soiled herself and could not go into the store, which I didn't know until I had already parked the car. I reply, well, yes, you've caught me. I dragged my elderly mother out of the house and we took her car and parking placard so I could get a prime spot. Guilty as charged. Good day, officer. <laughs> That's elder abuse and it's illegal. I'm calling the police and social services. Knock yourself out, lady. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have some shopping to do for my mother before I take her home and put her back on her chain in the backyard. Don't you run away from me. The police will be here any minute. They can find me in the cat food aisle. It's all I feed her and I walk off. I, I'm actually ready to send a marriage proposal to this man. Ten, minute, 10 minutes later, I walk out of the store and it looks like a SWAT team is at the market. Handicapped oh Hilda God. is at the door to my car and is attempting to drag my mother out to be saved from my abuse. I'm immediately surrounded by four policemen with very stern looks on their faces. Oh my God. I ask them to please have Handicapped Hilda unhand my elderly mother and then ask them if we can step a few feet away from the crazy lady. I explained to them precisely what happened from the grocery store list to the shoes, to our arrival at the store, to my mother soiling herself, to handicapped Hilda accosting me. And yes, I confess to my sarcastic remarks because frankly, I felt this was a victimless crime and she deserved my shitty retorts. I then asked if everyone was done humiliating my poor mother, could I please take her home so I could clean her up and put her in the tiny shed in the backyard? <laughs> Two cops laughed. One was not amused. I'm taking her home. I'm putting her groceries away. I'm cleaning her up and tucking oh, her no. into her very nice bed for a nap. And when she wakes up, I'll have her lunch and tea ready. I present my driver's license and tell them they can send anyone they want to my house to check on mom's living conditions, but only if I could get a restraining order to keep <laughs> handicapped Hilda away from me forever. I am released on my own recognizance, scolded <laughs> by the humorless cop, and sent on my way. And then, and then in the car, my mother says to me, I have never been so embarrassed in my entire life. I can never come back to this store. And it's your fault. Yay! <laughs> so what do I hate? 
for the rest of the day, everything in my life. Yes. For the sake of the incident, people who can't mind their own fucking business and take on the role of the morality police, the parking police, the park police, you name it. For the record, my mother has forgiven me, but she constantly reminds me how she's told me all my life how my smart mouth would get me into trouble. (laughs) Signed, parking across the goddamn street in Urbandale, Illinois, Stephen Groshauer. Wow! How fabulous was that? I love this man. I laughed for two hours before I could even think about reading it out loud. And I have looked and looked and looked at this, and there is such perfection in this letter. I, I, I want to be speechless, but it's a podcast. <laughs> I can't be. <laughs> is that not the... I'm framing it. I think, Stephen... Uh, that's beyond Hall of Fame. I mean, those are the that's a, that's it. enter the pearly gates of hate. <laughs> he, he got the hate napkin Oscar for that. He one. gets the brownie, the Oscar. No kidding. Uh, roses, kisses, smooches, whatever. Holy crap! I think, but the best part of the whole story, and I, I think this might have been lost on Stephen in the moment, is he doesn't have to take his mom back to the store ever again. <laughs> Oh no, she forgave him. So she probably, oh, he probably does. But I, I, I thought I thought the crescendo was when she looks at him and goes, "This is your fault." <laughs> at first, I thought. At first, I thought somebody had followed me and my mom to the grocery store. It was. <laughs> I can't tell you how many moments I've had like that. So yes, uh, I, I guess if there's one thing that's. So Stephen is just generally hating humanity, it sounds like, or the human condition. Who wouldn't? Or the human GI tract. (laughs) Lord knows he met an asshole. Yeah. Well, I think I'm going to have to follow up on that. (laughs) Another epic tale of... of, I I couldn't... It's so funny. Thank you, Steve, for that just absolute um, platinum. It was a masterpiece. Um, it, it is a masterpiece. Like, He's a storyteller. I, I feel like Alistair Cook should have read that letter. <laughs> Although you did it justice, Carla. <laughs> well, I, here I was sitting going, wondering, I have a story. It, many times, I don't know what I'm going to say on this show, but the night before we record usually reveals all sorts of things right away. All I ever have to do is pay attention. But something happened last night, and I wasn't sure whether I should should hate all of humanity, college students, uh, alcohol. <laughs> I, 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 I just, <laughs> as as Polly from Bali finishes off a a tall, I think he's drinking beer out of a carafe. <laughs> I think you've reached a problem when you're mixing when you're mixing uh, <laughs> when it's bigger than a pint. Yeah, when, it, when they're like yeah, the they, say, they, say, they say you shouldn't mix you shouldn't mix alcohol. Maybe you shouldn't mix containers either. So drinking beer out of a full carafe. I don't know about that. Okay, it actually looked like it was a flower vase. <laughs> that's just that's just a wee gin and tonic. So there I was last night at Uber. It's St. Patty's weekend, so it's one of the busiest weekends of the year for an Uber driver. I'm out there hoping to actually make a couple hundred bucks. And one night, and um, about halfway through the night, 
and I'm driving through a townhouse apartment complex hell, Inferno, where all these college students are just, I mean, it's like the walking dead of drunk zombie uh, teens, late teens and early 20s, mostly late teens. And um, it's not a very wide uh, driving area through this parking lot. And I'm driving along and all of a sudden somebody throws like, what sounds, it sounds like somebody has thrown a gigantic asteroid at my car. So I slam the brakes. And I, I get out of my car. I actually can't figure out what's happened. Well, mob of drunk uh, college students runs out of this house. And this one dumbass uh, in the midst of them, you hit my car! Bleepity bleep, bleepity bleep, bleep. And, and all of a sudden, this group of, of students starts pegging, throwing, I, I don't know, launching the N-word at me. <laughs> It's just like I'm just I'm in shock and I'm still trying to figure out what's happened. Um, so I go to the car which I've apparently hit, and I see that there is a passed out drunk student in the back seat. Well, it wasn't passed out quite at the time because what I realized happened is he opened the door all the way and I hit the door. And I go over to my my passenger side, and the rear view mirror, the uh, the mirror on the passenger side is, is basically unhinged. So basically, my mirror has been dislodged. Nothing has really happened to this car, but I figure out what's happened. This kid has thrown the door open as I drove by. He probably got lucky that he didn't launch himself out, or I would have like, I would have turned him to pulp. And he's passed out now. And, and they're screaming, "You can't take pictures! Oh, you can't take pictures!" And I'm like, I'm standing in a public area taking a photograph. I can do whatever I want. And all of a sudden, though, I'm surrounded by a mob of like 20 absolutely inco incoherent drunk morons and they all they're talking about killing me i mean this is like mob mentality and they are ready to take me out and i don't know if, i mean i just put on my big boy pants and threatened them but i also called 911 but of course i wasn't quite sure where i was because this is one of those apartment complexes that sprawls for about 78 acres and i didn't get the columbia police i got the motherfucking casey police and so uh you know, Officer Doolittle shows up with his curly mustache and his and his assistant Brenda, Officer Brenda, <laughs> finally show up after the third 911 call where I've been accosted this entire time by this drunk mob. I mean, like, and it was just, it was like reasoning with four-year-olds. Well, yeah, well, I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to kill you and then we're going to take you to court and, and my lawyers are better than your lawyers and what college did you even go to? I'm just sitting there like this. I, I don't know what to say. I just want to, I just, lesson learned. Next time I will just go, when I hit somebody's car that, where the door is flung open, I will just keep driving. There's no way I'm ever going to stop again, ever. I'm just going to keep going. I don't care if I take out 18 of these. Well, people. when I got your message, I was just thinking who, like, I haven't gone out on St. Patrick's Day since I was in college. It's just like a day I don't leave the house. And there's only like, like two. New Year's Eve. Right, there's two days a year I don't leave the house, and it's New Year's and St. Patrick's Day. Let alone be an Uber driver on those two days. Those are right. two days you just don't work. We all we all make our own beds, my friends. I'm not taking that call on St. Patty's Day. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry that I I'm sorry, but I have to take my incontinent mom to the grocery store later today, and somehow I have to pay for it. <laughs> I feel like there should be a lesson learned here. That's all I'm saying. Oh, well, well, when the 
cops show up and, and, and I'm like, well, officer, here's the, and of course, once they realized the cops were coming, they ferreted the drunk, passed out, get out of the back seat. You know, and they hid him probably in the shed where, so, you know, where, uh, where what's his face, his mother is being kept. <laughs> I like uh, to make everything so, your fault, but yeah, this is just, yeah, you're not, so allowed, you're not allowed to mob kill uh, your Uber driver. No, any cops. The, <laughs> On the any cops, day of the year. <laughs> the cops show up and I show them the picture of the kid passed out in the back. And I said, would you like to watch the video of this mob trying to kill me? Because I took video. And she goes, no. That won't be necessary, and I need you to start talking civilly to me. And I'm like, what? What are we even? I, I've only been officer and ma'am and, you know, officer Doolittle. And <laughs> I'm serious. This dude has a twisted, a, a, I guess it wasn't Doolittle. Who was the villain? Dudley. Dudley. But, Dudley Do-Right, yeah. But who was the, who was the villain in that? Schneider anyway. Whiplash. Yeah, there you go. Even one of those curly mustaches. I was just like, this, this, this can't. What's, what's the stupid? This is the what's the stupid police show? Fuzz, whatever, whatever. It doesn't matter. I mean, this is like right out of a. I feel like I'm being punked. Keystone Cops. I feel like this is a quiz, a pop <laughs> quiz. <laughs> I've lost my words, people. Help. More like uh, what, Dougley Moore, not the Dougley Doolittle. Not Dougley Moore. <laughs> okay. Arthur. <laughs> he was anyways, too. anyways, I finally, I mean, so now an hour and a half, an hour and a half to write the incident report and give it to me. Meanwhile, I'm still being accosted and, and jabbed verbally by these idiot kids. I mean, I just can't, I just, the, the, there's this one woman, she's 19, young woman, she won't stop needling me the whole time. Finally, I had to go to my car and just close it because she keeps saying things like, our attorneys are better than your attorneys. <laughs> You're never going to drive another day the rest of your life. And I'm just thinking, number one, who are you? But what do you, what great, what great harm has happened here? There's actually, I went and got photographs of the other car. There's no damage to the other car. I'm the only one with damage. My, my mirror is hanging off. <laughs> and she just won't stop. And I was like, officer, could you please get her... No, she, it's freedom of speech, uh, sir. She can say whatever she wants. I'm like, you know, this could be a moment where you could just ask the lady to walk away from me, please. And yet you're cautioned to be civil. Right. And I'm the actually only voice of reason there, including law enforcement. And by the way, the lesson here, folks, is just, is just, if you ever do something illegal in case you're West Columbia, South Carolina, just keep driving till you get to Columbia. <laughs> I, so I don't know. I'm kind of with our letter writer today. I, I Do I hate all of humanity? Do I hate booze? Do I hate St. Patrick? <laughs> oh, no, we just do that. How about that? I hate St. Patrick. If it no, wasn't think, for St. Patrick... I think it's booze. If it wasn't for his missionary efforts in Britain, why didn't he just let them over, leave them to the pagans? I mean, really. There you go. Messing it. Okay, so, yeah, so you got kidnapped to the Isle of Britain early in life. And you felt compelled to come back and, and, and show them Jesus. Well, this is what showing them Jesus has led to, you dumbass. Some thousand plus years later, look at us now. <laughs> the world is the most, one of the most unsafe days on the entire planet is the day where we celebrate you and your, your stupid greenness. So fuck you, St. Patrick. What was his name, Jerry? Stephen Groshauer, my hero. By the end of this, we're all going to be in the shed in this backyard. <laughs>
Or parking across the street. Or, or soiling ourselves collectively. <laughs> so here's my thing for the hate napkin. Yes. I'm going into these nice cafes that are expensive. I'm like, oh, I'll have your $5 coffee. Uh, yeah, and, and that mug there, whatever, I'm pointing to things. And then they come to me every time they put a straw in. A straw. We are, we are in a moment of global mass extinction. And in 2022, when I go to an inside sit-down place, and they ask me, is it for here or takeaway? I'm like, oh, for here. Okay. And they give me a little number, and I sit down at the table, and then they bring me takeaway materials. Why did you ask me if it was here for here or takeaway? What would be the fucking difference? You're still putting eight million fucking plastic straws into the goddamn ocean. I'm not a fucking toddler in this sense when I'm drinking a coffee. I'm not a fucking toddler. I don't need a sippy cup and a fucking goddamn a straw. I don't need a fucking sippy cup and a straw. A straw for a, coffee? Can I get a double latte and a sippy cup? They're fucking, yeah, out of their minds. And then I go to the bar area. All of the bartenders were doing this. It's a cocktail bar. Hub Street, Mob, Cocktail, all of these cocktail bars in Southeast Asia. The bartender tastes the drink before they serve it like a good chef. But instead of having like one straw in a, in a, like a glass with water, every drink, taste, throw the straw away. It's like a plastic killing fields. It's a new plastic killing fields. And they're just fucking like, I, within the five minutes I sat there, I watched 50 fucking straws thrown away. The Pacific Garbage Patch. I'm imagining there's a special section of the Pacific Garbage Patch, which is nothing but like Cambodian and Vietnamese cocktails. Straws. <laughs> Oh God. Somewhere out there, there are sea turtles swimming through a mass of straw. And at my home, I carry around a fucking steel straw, and I hit it with the hot water, and it's my straw. Like, I don't even use straws. I have it for a coconut. That's the only time you need a fucking straw, is when you get a coconut. That's the only time you need a fucking straw. And even then... Today's episode is brought to you by THN metallic straws whatever oh, you need to dip your dip maybe, inside a coconut maybe felching too maybe if you were felching you would <laughs> okay. and then and maybe the plastic makes sense today's sponsor the hate the napkin paper. brought to you by dirty sanchez <laughs> like whenever you have it whenever you whenever things are cleaned up around the house and you feel like getting them soiled or maybe your mom's just sitting in the parking lot. Bring in Dirty Sanchez to fix the job. Paper straws, also worse than plastic straws. A, you can't felt with them. B, you're using more water probably to make them than they're probably worse for the environment. So that's my... maybe. Boy, I am so glad that I felching. asked you if you had anything for that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for... <laughs> your contribution <laughs> to the audible 
and Anchor and Google Podcasts and Spotify. Once again, if you want to share with us the things that you hate, we are dying to hear you at info at thehatenapkin.com. That's info at thehatenapkin.com. You can also join us over on the Book of Face, although most of us will be quitting at the end of this episode, as well as Twitter. And Paul's got out his felching straw. That's just disgusting. <laughs> By the way, do you think felt will ever be a wordle? <laughs> I'm the one that fucked that up. Can you? Can you... No, no, this is it. This is it. Everybody pick up your shovels. Start digging deep, deep, deep. Till you get down into China and we explore the <laughs> <Hey>! <laughs>